Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. We can't leave M. Night Shyamalan's filmography alone. Join us as we argue about the controversial director's possible return to form, Split. Along the way, you'll get major spoilers for Split, as well as The Visit, Unbreakable, The Sixth Sense, Signs, Lady in the Water, The Village, and The Happening. So, we all saw Split, right? Yeah. 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 Well, dang guys what what the heck <laughs> <laughs> what's happening what is happening let me let me just start let me okay. just start right here is m night Shyamalan trying to create his own cinematic universe m night Shyamalan has created his own cinematic universe at least with two movies oh shots fired did we just get the origin story of a villain you you better believe it buddy why are you talking to me like this? I don't know. I just got I got into it. I was excited. So we're we're supposed to believe that this um, what is the official the horde the horde yes but it's his official um, Kevin diagnosis is my oh. God would you let him try to tell dissociative us identity disorder dissociative <laughs> identity disorder that this guy is the this is the rise of a villain that Bruce Willis will fight in the next film. It seems to me like he was basically testing the waters to see if anyone gave a crap after he had been so estranged from <laughs> any <laughs> level of credibility or fanfare. Yeah. So he says, I'll revisit some some material from the past that everyone loved, and I'll try and build on that. From 17 years in the past. And yeah, it's 2000. And we finally have a pseudo sequel to unbreakable it's a se- it's a sequel that was disguised until the movie ha- w- has ended right right yeah N- no one had any idea that's that's the Shyamalan twist yeah shocker it's a <laughs> the <laughs> twist a is it's a setup <laughs> it's a sequel <laughs> that's actually pretty incredible yeah. I loved it uh, that was the uh, best uh, moment of the film Tyler's the da- wait, wait. <laughs> the Tyler's best part there. was David Dunn in the diner. Yes, uh, Abby's here. She saw Split. I did. Patrick. Yep, I'm here. Matt, you saw Split. I seen it. Now, obviously, sp- <laughs> I guess the bumpers will just let you know that there are spoilers for major spoilers for Split within the first five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and and there will be spoilers for Unbreakable. But really, yeah. what what point is there to discuss Split had it not been for the the twist and the twist isn't a twist per se. In fact, let me let me put it this way: I knew that there must be something Shyamalamalani about Split because I saw a couple of headlines that they thought were being sensitive, but were clearly very spoilery. They said one headline said, "Don't be the a hole who ruins Split for everyone." So there, that guy in just saying that he became that person. Yeah. yeah, right. He told you there yeah. is something at the end. Yeah, that's. I even saw one that said, "Don't ruin the ending of Split," and I was like, "Stupid." Cool. Well, I'm going into this knowing there's probably a twist because it's M Night. Now I know for sure there's something. So let me just hold my breath yeah. and really just wait for the last five minutes of the movie because that's all the payoff. There's there's a lot to be said about. M. Night Shyamalan's ability to keep an audience in suspense like that. No no other filmmaker has this kind of a reputation where after seeing a film, you just cannot talk about it because you might ruin it. Alfred right. Hitchcock did. 
Uh, Great. Okay. Yeah, but here's the thing. <laughs> is I mean, this he, is he, he invented the concept of the twist ending and spoilers. He asked people to not talk about his movies because of the twist ending. He, oh, he invented a twist ending. <laughs> anyway, hey. <laughs> but Shyamalan, the founder of modern I don't know, cinema. I don't know if we can call him a show. Are you kidding me? Hey, yeah. Shyamalan did it, though, because he pulled a twist on us we would never expect. Dude, we totally you. never oh, saw yeah. it coming. No. I did no, not. Well, that's what I was going to say had I been allowed to pursue the, the point Matt. I was making. Was that... I tried to just calm myself and say, okay, well, I mean, you know, there's often a twist in his movies. I just won't be that jerk that, you know, some people are trying to internally work it out before they get there. They're no fun. Right. So I'm like, I'm just going to like clear my mind and let the movie do what the movie's going to do. I'm His other movies all surprised me when they intended to surprise me. Even the bad one that we saw before this one. The visit. Yeah. The split was, I mean, the, the twist was very effective. Though the movie was garbage. I don't remember the twist for the spoiler. visit. <laughs> Major yeah. spoiler for the split. or the For the visit. <laughs> the, visit. Yeah. the twist was that they were mentally that was, ill. That was oh, not his grandparents. that wasn't their grandparents. That yeah. wasn't their grandparents. I like the visit. visit. No. That was a good twist. With the freaking rapping kid. You didn't I told like you there No, I liked, I liked the movie. There were, we did the whole episode on it. There were moments yeah. that it struggled, but I thought yeah. the whole struggle. It, did, as it a didn't whole, need that bumper of the kid rapping the movie. He rapped like as three synopsis. <laughs> and then didn't the old guy. Stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. He Remember closed that? the movie with the credits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was just so bad. With, a, with Tyler, a, Abby's audit of the movie yeah, in rap form. You should have liked it, Tyler. He recapped the movie. Yeah, that's your deal. I do love recapping a movie. And then my grandma was chasing me around the house. Oh, it was so really? bad. Really? That's actually how... I was yeah. miserable. This the, bad. the kid actor was I'll miserable. Watch it. Anyway, the twist was effective. So I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm sure it'll still be great. And then I'm enjoying uh, Split as a psychological thriller type movie. Like, uh, who doesn't like James McAvoy? Hey, he was great. great in this. He was I great. Yeah. loved James McAvoy. Good for this. you, James McAvoy. Heck yeah. Delivered a amazing. really, really fantastic performance yeah. in this movie. I was worried for him. I was worried. I said, you didn't do think tell. I said to myself, off. I said, <laughs> James, James, James. Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, Jim Bob. It's not looking good, man. You're, you're in a Shyamalan. Yeah, already. You're, you're <laughs> playing 23 characters. And I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if you should have committed to this. But I'll go. I'll go. You're <laughs> <laughs> having quite the inner dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the... So and he did well. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> then I'm watching it, and by the time that the movie is clearly resolving itself, I thought, "Oh well, maybe that article, that headline that I saw had was about something that I maybe I just misunderstood what I thought that I had seen, because uh, clearly there is no twist in this movie, and that's fine. It's like a satisfactory little flick, not amazing, but entertaining and fine. It would have been left open ended though if it didn't get to what's his name done. David Dunn. David Dunn. Right. And then... Because the superheroes have alliterative names. The, right. the credits begin, and then you start to get this, uh, you know, mid-credit, or not even mid, just after the first few yeah. moments of credits, we're back in this diner, and I was like, oh, It's wait. a Marvel stinger. Yeah, wait, 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 what's going on here? And then they're like, oh, it sounds like that guy, and th- these actors in the, the pseudo stinger are delivering their lines so bizarrely. <laughs> you know, I'm so like, weird. wasn't that like that guy? She just says it into the air. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Mr. Glass. And I thought, 
wait a minute. <laughs> and then it just pulled it away. And you can hear all this murmuring in the theater because half the theater is like, what? Uh-huh. And a few of them are like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it, it's so hard to describe. I honestly don't know that I've had an experience that moment no. in a theater before. I was like, it was a secret sequel yeah. the whole yeah. time. And then I started to see like, uh, that would make sense. And that's kind of a cool idea. A secret and, sequel. Wow. Let me tell you how that moment was entirely ruined for me in my movie going experience Uh-oh. because of one of the worst examples of knuckleheadery that has ever been experienced ever. But I got bit by a dog one you time. You did. In the now it doesn't. Dog Here's the thing. I can't one up the fact that you got bit by a hobo's dog. Yeah. I can't ever. But this is pretty bad. So we're watching it and apparently I read afterwards in various articles that I'd saved because I didn't want to ruin it. The the music that swells before the David Dunn reveal is in fact a refrain on the Unbreakable score. And I didn't know that because I don't know about music from a movie from 17 years ago. Um, but apparently a gentleman who was sat two rows behind me did. So he started clapping and whooping. No. Like, yes, and saying, woohoo, here he comes. Because he clearly knew about the secret sequel. And then as Bruce Willis lent into shot, he just started yelling, there he is. I knew it. I knew it. There he is. Clapping and hollering. And I could not believe the ignorance and just <laughs> rudeness of this man did you give him the eye i gave him i gave him, in fact this gentleman was sat with two of his friends and my wife and i had been sat in front of them and i could tell in the trailers he was going to be a squirrely one we had stood up mid trailers and moved to the front section of the theater to be away from him and his chit chatty friends and then still at the end he managed to ruin the experience for me by being an absolute jerk that's sad man because now i'm feeling kind of bad for this guy what what lonely sort of person must this be yeah. that he's so know. he's so desperately needed for everyone to know that he knew, he that he knew about yeah. it yeah. Now, there was only like eight people in the theater. I'm like, just shut up, fun. man. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, it's when George Costanza goes to the theater to try and deliver that joke. Yeah. That's, that's got to got her. You can't compete with a laser pen. <laughs> right down Seinfeld. Yeah, this guy <laughs> was a general. real... <laughs> just I'll, look, I'll look up the episode. Real turd. Me. And I'm angry at him and I need to deal with some unforgiveness in now, my heart. Okay, so for the rest of us that I'm assuming Patrick Tyler you had a normal experience. Yeah, yeah. I was I was floored. I, I, my jaw dropped. I grabbed Patrick and I went, "What? What?" Yeah. We now, were pretty excited about it. The two guys next to us didn't know what was going on. Okay, right, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, it's such an odd experience that some people you're either just so excited and shocked or you have no idea why Bruce Willis is showing up. Exactly. Because it if you think about it on Shyamalan's part, it is something <laughs> of a gamble. It's not like Unbreakable is the freshest thing on everyone's no. mind. It's certainly not have his we, most Have we well said how film. old it is? It's 17 years oh, old. Oh, 17 years old. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you heard, but it came did, out did 17 years ago. Did you read uh, why he's doing this, though? Do and tell. Because Shyamalan is famously a listener <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> do, you, do you have a line to him like yeah. you do the Marvel Studios? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and he M. Night text about it? Yeah, he listens to You Hate Movies. And on our Shyamalan podcast, we Tyler went on about how he needs to get back to Unbreakable. I did. And so right? this is where it came from. So oh, you're wait. welcome. So you, you don't have a real reason? No, that's, that's what it. I think uh, happened. <laughs> we did, Although uh, I did read about how he owns all the rights to all his movies and movie sequels so no one except he- him can make a sequel well good for him they're usually written and directed by yeah as so, and starred 
Well, that's that's yeah, he has, yeah. His he, insert, his he has a cameo. cameo there. So distracting. Yeah, it's Ab- fine though. Abby, what like was it. what was your experience with? Describe what you know it was like for you as that moment unfolded. Um. Okay. So it's showing this little diner scene, and I'm like, oh yeah, something's about to happen because I <laughs> I read there's something at the end. <laughs> I don't know what. Why it was. did you do that? And then the deliveries were so weird. It was like the happening again. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yeah, I remember that. unfortunately, and I was yeah, like, I recall. What I was like, what on earth? I honestly thought it was going to be like Superman blasted or something like that. What? It was like that odd. Oh. You know, like, I don't know. They're like, it's a bird. It's a. Sure. Well, yeah. And then it shows Bruce Willis. trying to do that superhero thing. And then um, Josh is like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, the sixth sense? (laughs) Yes. There's a ghost at the end of the (laughs) corner. Right down spoiler. (laughs) Dang it. There's a a dead dude eating a hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, was like, he was just like was like smiling and like what like and i was like i don't i remember the sixth sense i don't remember how this would make sense <laughs> this is the no sense to the sixth sense <laughs> wow. Wow. i did see unbreakable i couldn't tell you the first thing about it so i didn't remember yeah but unbreakable is great you should watch it i should again yeah yeah what's 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 the bummer th- though th- 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 is that we're spending all this time talking about the last moment of this film. We can't help but do it. Might as well get it out of the way. Right. Yeah, I have lots of thoughts about the rest because, you know, I don't really care about the end. Well, I wanted to say this before we get away from Unbreakable is that I actually got into Shyamalan like probably most people with The Sixth Sense and then I somehow bounced over Unbreakable and then enjoyed all the other movies. Like I I really loved uh, the signs in particular... Uh, village. The village is wonderful. Um, We've got a whole episode where we rank Shyamalan's best. Right. And then, you know, obviously things started to get squirrely after that. Uh, then later on, Josiah, who's often on the podcast or sometimes on the podcast anyway. Hey, Josiah, if you're listening to this, we miss you. Um, he's at home fixing his toilet. Yeah, his he's toilet was leaking. He's a huge enthusiast for Unbreakable. Uh Maybe more so than the average Joe. He br- brings it up all the time, and he'd yep. always say, Unbreak- you've got to watch Unbreakable. And he put it in my hand. He brought it to me and said, take this home and watch it. It's a shame that you like his earlier movies and you haven't seen this. I, s- I says, okay. So I took it's it It's a shame. He's right. And I watched it, and I was like, wow, everyone was right. This one's really great. Uh, so it was fresher on my mind than it, it, all his other movies, save The Visit. And that stupid rapping kid. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this kid, you should retire <laughs> from rapping, or yeah. just don't or just don't rap in your movies anymore. Yeah. No, I won't accept anything less than his full retirement. <laughs> He's out of the biz. Um, so that was interesting. I just thought it was really fascinating the idea of a secret sequel in general, and not to mention that it would be one that's not an obvious pick for him. I think most of his other liked movies would be more recognizable but people that like him tend to like unbreakable the best or they like it amongst the right best. yeah i like unbreakable a lot but it, it would kind of make sense for him to have done a sequel on signs i mean Ind- independence day did a sequel this <laughs> but, <is much> later. <laughs> but, but let me ask you this if it's not just now what could turn into an unbreakable trilogy could are there other movies in his filmography that he could pull into the shared universe? Like, he obviously, he can't use Sixth Sense because Bruce Willis is in that one and he's not David Dunn. He could he could use 
I guess the village could be in this world where there are superheroes and the village is fine. It's just an isolated event. But so as soon as you pull in science, you're talking about a world where aliens, aliens have, have invaded happened. the entire planet. And you're you're really working on your own Shyamalan Pixar theory here. Yeah, that's stupid. No, well, I'm, I'm clearly it. not. At no point is a tree growing out of a boot that's also the home to Wally's plant or whatever the crud that yeah, stupid thing is. Yeah, you're just trying to force the universes together. Maybe how do you either. account for this Indian guy that keeps showing up in all of the films? <laughs> he's the thread. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's, the, he's the thing that holds them all together. Because in yeah. Lady in the, the Water, Lady in Water, he's the one that writes a, a book that changes the world. I know. Right? He's the most important he also character makes all in the that movies. one. Hmm? He makes all the movies. He does do that. Right. Yeah, yeah that's, he's the director. Yeah. 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 Traps an alien in a closet. What's now, his first name? Martin? Michael. Michael? Is it? No, it's Manny. not Michael. No, I think, here's my guess. Musha? It's probably something <laughs> from the subcontinent of India that is hard for white people to pronounce, so he shortened it to M. I Would mean, you guys Shyamalan's like to hear what it is? Walk yeah. in the park. It is spelled M-A-N-O-J. And since Manon. we oh are gosh. here notorious for mispronouncing <laughs> the names of directors, <laughs> yeah. left and right, I'm going to leave it at that. That's Minaj Knight. And in fact... That sounds... Uh, M. Knight is a, is a nickname. M. Dot Knight is in quotation marks. His, his middle name, name is, is not Knight? No, his name is, is Manaj Shyamalan. Okay. Interesting. It's a cool name, M. Manaj Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Midnight Shyamalan. Now, Man, um, I wish I had a cool nickname like M. Knight. We can make one for you. Or, no, hey, no. leave a comment on this episode and, no, and suggest a nickname. Cool. Don't, because then suggest it's going to stick and it's going to be a bad one. <laughs> suggest yeah. a cool Don't. nickname and we oh. promise to start M. referring to that. How about Matt. this one? M. Blight. <laughs> Why? Because I'm like a blight on yeah. your friendship? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Blight's also the name Just of a planet that we're playing Dungeons and Dragons mm. on right now. Mm. Coincidentally. Yeah, spelled differently. Yeah. Okay, listen, guys. <laughs> they don't need to know all the inner workings of our private M- lives. M. Trite. Yes. Cause oh, because his name's Matt, trite. so M works. Right, that's it. She got it. <laughs> Can we talk about s- Split? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cut off, cut like, off the ending of Split. Okay. Let's yeah. just talk about how well it works as a movie. Uh, I walked out of the theater so excited about that ending that I didn't know how to feel about the rest of the film. Seems like that's the consensus from a lot of yeah. critics. It, it being a secret spoiler makes it s- stronger, in my opinion. Secret sequel, you mean? Right. Secret spoiler. Secret. secret. <laughs> a secret spoiler sequel. <laughs> M. Night's really d- making this stuff on me. A secret sequel <laughs> makes sequel. it better. It made the whole that made the rest of the film better. Right. It <laughs> retroactively yeah. improves the previous so hour and 45 minutes that you've watched. I went home and I tried to think real hard about what I would feel about that movie had Bruce Willis not shown up and I still liked it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it would be it's hard because the at the end would would it still have like it's exactly the same just without the Bruce Willis reveal so it's still a super villain exists. Yeah, without Bruce Willis, you kind of have to. You would have to kind of forgive the open-endedness of um, James McAvoy, like talking to himself. How do we refer to this guy? Kevin, Kevin, or the um, the horde, the horde. You don't have to forgive it. It's just we. Well, we have to forgive it a little bit because there's two. There's two open-ended storylines. It's the horde who's talking himself in the mirror. Yep. And and the the sole survivor, the girl who's right. open-ended storyline with Do her you family. think it's open-ended or do you think that in that look that she gave to the police officer 
we can infer rescue. Yeah. I cho- I chose to That's believe true. rescue yeah. and hope. There's for subtlety her. there, but I don't know if it was enough. It seemed like yeah that maybe the suggestion was that Casey, after having survived this, was now brave enough to to leave her abusive uncle. Gosh, right. I wanted because her the, to shoot The him. implication yeah. is that um, is that the horde became who he is because of an abusive childhood. Yes. He had suffered and greatly. She, she she was the object of mercy at his wrath because she also was enlightened or right more or evolved. evolved because right. of her abusive childhood. And so Man that that was, he, that was so, interesting that's so tricky. Pure, the dichotomy yeah. between purity and impurity. Right. Yeah. The pure uh, ones were the ones who had suffered and been purified in their suffering. Right. And the impure ones who are one who had privileged life, which was also Casey's understanding of the girls. Yeah. They didn't know what it was like. Uh, and the, she was the oddball, the misfit, the right. mirror to the Kev- Kevin's character amongst her group of friends for the same reasons, because she had suffered... A tremendous amount of abuse, and so she felt estranged from the world and from these people around her, much like, you know, the the three personalities that had taken control of Kevin. I think I would have liked because there's there's so fine a line there between maybe glorifying or excusing abuse. I think I almost would have liked it if the other two girls were multiple personalities of Casey's. Like if the birthday girl, whose name I can't remember, and her friend had been extensions of Casey's personality you that would she like had it developed. better if the movie had an additional twist that completely altered everything about it. That's like saying, <laughs> I would have liked Captain America better if at the end his head exploded and it was an alien in there and it was really <laughs> yeah, all man, taking place it. inside yeah, a glass of orange juice. The secret invasion <laughs> storyline would be great to see in a Cap movie. What kind of critique is that? You can't just say, I would like it better if I just everything think about just, it was different. Well, no, I just... like. I struggle with I just struggle with the fact that and I know that's not what he's saying but this almost implied like well thank goodness that her uncle raped her a bunch because that means she survived meeting the horde what are you talking about that's not the the necessary communication of the movie that's what that's how Kevin yeah, that's just how she happened to survive. The fact that he's freaking eating people. Yeah. Which was crazy. That was crazy. I he mean, was it's just an insane person. It's just an insane person. He created, a, he created the personality to punish those who weren't uh, experienced uh, what he'd experience. Yeah. So yeah. he know, just happened tricky. to see that she was abused. Don't you think so. that it kind of gave her this like sense of uh, like camaraderie almost too? Like she was like... I feel like even from the beginning, she knew how to like yes. handle him. She was far more empathetic. Like yeah. even the way that she like spoke to Hedwig, like she was far, like she was willing to like reach out to him and connect. She wasn't just like Boo, cowering in right. the corner the whole time. She but slept I, real well in that. She did. That cell. I still yeah. wish that she'd shot her uncle with the and shotgun and when the, she was a kid. In the way of hostage situations, you know, it's not so bad. They got sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Considering what she would have had to go home to. That's right. true. Maybe that's what she was thinking. She's, yeah. she's cool. I did think that the subplot or the flashback plot of the uncle 
was delved out in a in a way that was really effective in yeah. the narr- in the narrative oh, of the yeah, movie. Yeah. It worked well. But the way that they kept moving back and forth and it felt like such a juxtaposition that you're like, who is it? Like cuz it takes us a while to understand that it even is Casey. I don't think that we did we know no, that the if, first I felt like in the restaurant clear. they the dad says her Right, right, right. Okay. Casey Bear. So, yeah. yeah, you're you're going back with her and the dad and we don't we know very little about present Casey. Right. Other than she's an outcast and right, there's and a she runs away. Wears a lot of shirts. There's a quick line of exposition yeah. uh, where she's always in fights with teachers. She's always acting out, always going to detention. She right. runs a, away from home. Yeah, yeah. She was a a uh, pity invite. Right. So when we flash back, we're getting more uh, clarity about Casey, past Casey, than we are about present Casey, and obviously Casey as a whole, um, and the way that it was done pretty gradually, incrementally. I thought was really effective by yeah. the time that you realize um, how tragic her story is. The moment of that reveal was really effective. There was like an audible reaction yeah. in the theater where people were like, ah, ah. yeah, because yeah. we, we at that point have this sense of empathy and for her and disdain for the situation as a whole. Mm-hmm, and right. then at that, you're waiting for those two s- stories to sort of braid together, the significance of both of them to braid together beyond just like, why are we supposed to care about this girl? That felt like old school Shyamalan to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I want to call it a return to form for Shyamalan. I don't think he's, he's still not back to the heights that are signs unbreakable in the village, but there are a lot of strong, elements in this film that Shyamalan is really good at but he's, I think he's really good at at, at pulling a, a continuous thread multiple threads through the whole film and subtly referencing objects or personality traits and then bringing them back to importance at the end like you mentioned that thing about her many shirts and that eventually led to a climactic scene where he it's a, it's revealed that she is the object of abuse because had he gotten to that point sooner, she, he would have already realized. Right, and maybe that maybe it wouldn't have given the beast pause because the beast hadn't come yet. Right, because the beast still lived at the train right. station. And he the OCD part of Kevin right, with who, Dennis who kept taking their clothes because they were dirty, not necessarily. Well, well there he was had a, a penchant there, for young Yeah, girls. there was a comment about them dancing, but it it wasn't necessarily uh well it wasn't it wasn't but he was he was taking their dirty clothes because he just had a, a obsessive yeah, he was, disorder. Yeah, he was doing so in desperately trying to keep his uh you know, his habits depravity his right. d- under control by his own admission because yeah. he was in service to the beast or to the um you know, the expectation yeah, at one point he said, "I was going to take your other shirt, but I'm not going to now." Like, yeah, because tonight's a special night, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I think Shyamalan did really well at bringing lo- important value to a lot of objects throughout the film, especially the two storylines where there's there's comments like the dad teaching Casey how to how to outsmart mm-hmm. an animal, how mm-hmm. to track it with a gun, uh, which comes to fruition right, in that moment where she's in the cage. And right. she's tracking him in the dark and he's knocking the light bulbs out. Yeah. yeah. I thought one of my, I think, biggest beefs with the movie was I thought that it was the part where the psychologist is just talking to camera 
about DID, I was like, man, this is kind of lazy her, exposition. Her Skype, her Skype conference. to France conference. I was like, I didn't. I wonder really why need all that what the decision was. It did, it didn't necessarily bother me that it happened this way, but why do you think that they wrote into the screenplay that she would say, "Yeah, I'm about to give a lecture through Skype." And then she does. She sits in a room. Why wouldn't we just write that she goes and does a lecture? Clearly, she's like involved in some academic thing. Like, why didn't we just have her? Could they not get her into that room? I think that uh. they were just trying to lend credibility to the whole thing. That 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 was part of the initial conversation. Um, James McAvoy, however we refer to him, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, he was. Um, what was the other guy's name? Barry. David? Barry was, was the one who did. Barry the most was narrative. the fashion designer. Yeah, but that was Dennis pretending Dennis. to be Barry. Yeah, Dennis pretending to be Barry. Sure, right. Dennis. she communicated. To, yeah, ba- to Barry. Barry had the light, but Hedwig stole it and gave it to Dennis, and Dennis yeah. went and pretended Which to be Barry. The whole internal struggle. That was very interesting. Was very interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Dennis was there in that initial conversation with the psychologist, or whatever her visual title was. Uh, and he kept saying, we, are we going to get the attention we deserve? Are we, are, is our story going to be heard? And she said, yeah, I'm going to be giving a lecture on it. And I think it was just trying to lead, lend credibility and and try and increase this the scope of this whole situation. Because but why did she they write her as doing it while. was on Skype? Probably Skype paid money. <laughs> maybe Skype paid money. I don't know. Maybe She's old, man. She can't travel around. He was well. trying <laughs> to keep it simple. I don't know. He, uh, it seemed like a strange... Th- decision when they could just have her stand on stage somewhere and just take her to an actual lecture in the city yeah. right um but i i also thought that it was it was probably important so that uh the beasts um threat and like how big of a of a, a being in in the societal sense was like his global impact maybe it felt farther reaching because of that Maybe oh. he felt more important and there's more ego driving it. I don't sure. Know. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the idea. I know that I realized that there was some pushback on the depiction of DID, which sure. I know almost nothing about in real life um, because of, you know, it deviates from some accuracy of this, you know, medical understanding of the condition. Um, and maybe the, all that critique is valid or, or, or not. I have no idea, but, I appreciate that obviously there's some level of clear fictionalizing of the the condition whether or not there is any you know uh actual recorded cases of people with DID having personalities that have different physical demands like one mm. needed insulin and one doesn't even if that's true by the point that we're like oh well th- a new personality develops that's like immune to gunshots and can climb on walls because it's a superhuman monster that feeds on human flesh well because well clearly we're fictionalizing it to some right. degree well, she said that it was the expanding of the brain that they are able to to reach into parts of the brain that you couldn't otherwise because these what? Right. other identities and, and are, are able to spread further right. across and spe- specifically with with the beast it takes on characteristics of animals in the zoo. Sure. Where Kevin works. Yeah. I, I, mm. like I the like the rhino skin and the gecko climbing and the element, that element of the beast and the fictionalization of it, because it seemed like it was just grounded enough in, you know, albeit a fictionalized version of DID for us to be like, yeah, he's this guy that's got this disorder. And then by the time we get to secret sequel moment, it's just elevated enough that it's mm-hmm. like, oh, but he does have these abilities to, so he is kind of like a, 
right. supervillain. He coexists in this world with David Dunn, who we already know, if we've seen Unbreakable. Has abilities. Has abilities. So, it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I felt like that was actually yeah, a very they, nice it, marriage of those. Yeah, I thought that worked really well. And it made that it made this villain far more threatening. Yeah. Especially. And the, the big reveal was cool. I mean, you see him running through the train tracks and then eventually climbing on the walls. But the big reveal was when she's swinging that knife at him and it just breaks. Yeah. yeah. Go, oh, crap. Yeah. So this is, this is for real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but I was going to ask when David Dunn says Mr. Glass and then that girl says, didn't they lock someone up in a wheelchair that also had DID? Do we get mention of that in Unbreakable? Uh, she didn't mention DID. I thought she just said the horde oh d- wasn't there another guy with a yeah. name oh right that like they that. gave like a name like that too like yeah. a big okay. bad guy yeah, yeah. Uh, so who just, caught, didn't didn't she even that. mention who caused those train crashes or whatever didn't isn't there a, i haven't seen unbreakable in so long isn't doesn't david dunn like get his powers at the train yard or something he survives no. a Right, he survives a train. He realizes he has powers because he's the only person. So there might be a significance to the trains that we see in future movies or something. Because at the very least, it's a directorial intent to connect them or something. Uh, Well, yeah, that was part of uh, a trigger from um, I keep forgetting his name. The Horde's child, Kevin's. Right, his dad left him. Trigger from yeah, Kevin's childhood was something to do with trains. So that's why he went there to become Mm -hmm. the beast. Mm-hmm. Because that was the only other time he'd seen the beast. That beast was, was running too, y'all. That beast, beast was, was running. That beast fast. had a nice yeah, run. He was he was cooking. Booty. Yeah, let me throw this at you. I liked the movie. The problem, or my my hang up on it, I thought it was a little long. Like it got kind of boring at times. Sure. You know, it drug a little bit here and there. But to me, uh, and I really did like it because I thought James McAvoy's performance was really cool. All yeah, those personalities. He was, he was so captivating yeah the it girls, was Patricia Miss Patricia was flat. great <laughs> the girls felt flat I felt like their 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 performance like their the way that they interacted with their environment was so flat they were stock horror they were disposable yeah, yeah they were just they like were, they should have been, been vaguely more attractive teenage girls <laughs> to be a sounding board for the bad guy right and they should have been far more hysterical right but the thing is to me, uh, heck, who am I? Maybe I'm. <laughs> I'm You're just stereotyping <laughs> women. Yeah, yeah I'm You're sorry. Such a wiener. They they were strong. Good for them. Yeah, that's great. The uh, there were so many dark elements in the movie that like they didn't pull any punches on. Like her Casey's backstory was pretty dark and yeah, it, it was yeah. pretty told told us exactly what was happening. And then they were, the guy was like making the girls take off their clothes and then. There's like so many dark elements, but then it like came. She told her to wet herself. Yeah, and then you figure yeah. out it's like, oh, because she knows to do that, you know. So right. it's like that's what you mean. It's do pretty being raped. Yeah, it's, it's pretty gnarly. Garbage. So at the end, when the beast finally oh. comes out, it felt like they pulled the punch on the violence of it. You know, all of a sudden it was like he's eating these people alive, but you don't really see. Mu- it, to me, it felt like yeah, uh, yeah. this right. is where they it turns into PG thirteen. Absolutely. Had they curved that a little bit more, like I think that we would have had a like a solid thumbs up from everybody I yeah they pulled their punches for sure with that rating yeah and it because it felt weird because they did it on so many other elements you know what i mean with the heaviness and the yeah the heaviness right yeah. but, it, but because of the mpaa you can get away with certain kinds of heaviness like implied abuse is by its implication disturbing and dark and like oh a girl peeing herself to avoid rape is not R-rated, yeah, but, but it we don't want to see somebody get heinous. disemboweled, right? right exactly, but like we don't want to see like yeah, James violence. McAvoy's like 
you know, face deep in like a flesh of a he didn't have dead any, girl. He didn't have any blood on him. I felt no, the same no. exact. I felt in he the just moment the doctor. that I was disconnected from it because the movie is clearly building you on the back of tragedy and suffering to this moment of like horror. Yes. At this point, we we descend into full blown horror mode. Yeah. And it was frankly, it just wasn't scary because. It's like you see a, a girl's hand laying there. She gets dragged away, and then he's running. I, I, it took me a second to even piece together that he was eating them because yeah. I was like, "What's he? What's he doing? I can't yeah. see." And then he's running on the thing. I'm like, "Well, I know they're not going to really try and scare me because clearly they won't even show me that he's yeah. eating people." It didn't feel as endangered. It felt. Yeah, I thought he was a, he was able to do better horror with signs or the village on building tension and suspense than he was in this because it felt like, oh, we're going to a really dark place, but here's a PG-13 version. I have a a cannibal monster that cannot be shown cannibalizing anyone, and you're like, well, then I'd rather have Adrian Brody in a scary red hood with some stick fingers. Yeah, because the, you know... I I appreciated the misdirection or the confusing element of the beast when you Hedwig's drawing of him on the wall was yeah. so scary, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I I I don't know. Is that maybe it could actually be a monster? Mm-hmm. Maybe it won't be a monster, and then you you get a monster, and the monster has been neutered because yeah. well, it's right. not going to show us. It's much. just a green green. I mean, he has vein. some blue veins, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait. So it's just partial Hulk. His, his it's halfway Hulk. His performance of it was still really oh, strong. Yeah. He, went, he was like insane yeah. and pushing his face through those yeah, bars. Yeah, and it could have been so silly, even like the last monologue where uh, you're just figuring out that he is going to be a bad guy, I guess, on right. some level. It it could have turned into Spider-Man and the Green Goblin thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally. it, but it wasn't. It's still like, I thought he still like landed it. and it was No, it good. wasn't dumb. It just wasn't scary. Right. right. Man, see, right. seeing McAvoy, that was, those were the two points for me that I was most blown away by his character acting were at the end when he's cycling through the three and then when Casey says his name, Kevin Wendell Crumb. Which is a, he, a cool little piece of... Yeah, that was and great. Then he cycles through like uh, all Spiel eight juice, Spiel of juice, the, juice. Yeah, pretty much. Like, and he cycles through all of those characters so quickly. I'm like, man, he is. He did so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his face acting too, because the camera was always so yep. close. I was like, God, how is he doing his like? He did really faces. well. Yeah, I love the way that he gave each character. Obviously, had radically different personalities and even accents. So that's one way of differentiating. But he he gave he infused each character with mannerisms yeah. that set them so drastically apart. Miss yeah. Patricia had these particular ways of nodding or kind of jutting her chin out and standing, right, pursing her, her lips yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and she would always draw her uh, like shawl yeah. around right. her. Uh, and he even did even it just when he had the towel at the yeah. end. Yeah, that was so good. It was mm. it was really strong. Yeah. The, I think McAvoy, the the McAvoy, man. McAvoy. the first time you see McAvoy. Well, I guess it's not a, it's not a full transition, but he's, he's as Dennis with the 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 doctor, and they're having that conversation where she's saying, "Are you Dennis?" And he's saying, "No, I'm Barry," and he's acting as Barry. But then then he finally transitions to to Dennis, and yeah. he sets up a little straighter, and his face changes, and you're like, "Dang, James McAvoy, all right, right. you're a different person now." Yep. Yeah, that was one of the things that bummed me out was because I. I didn't watch the trailer. Um, I watched the first 10 seconds of the trailer 
or so, and they showed him as Miss Patricia in it. And I was like, crap, because there's that part where Dennis and Miss Patricia are arguing outside the door. And at that point, you don't know that he has multiple personalities. And then it's the low shot with the slow pan up to reveal that it's him. And I'm like, man, I wish I hadn't seen that in the trailer because that reveal would have blown my mind in the yeah, theater. That's the that's the thrust of the trailer is to... Right. He's look at all these personalities. Yeah. Yeah. If you can get in there not knowing that part, you'd be doing pretty good. But they they give you that pretty quick in the movie. And the movie's called Split. So Yeah, it's true. You know. I mean it would have just imagined going to the poster is a spoiler, all the different shadows being cast from one silhouette. Yeah. Apparently the poster is a not necessarily a a spoiler, but it is a nod to the hidden sequel that if you put it next to the unbreakable poster, the cracks in it line up. Just that they're both Tyler cracks is kind of interesting. Tyler doesn't seem impressed. You don't yeah, seem convinced. I don't, I don't have an unbreakable poster. I, hey, I don't you either. Have man. one of those on on your bedroom wall. Oh, I got it tattooed on my leg. To I end, uh, I want. I thought it might be <laughs> funny, slightly depressing, but funny to take you guys back through some uh, Shyamalan and then pose the question for each of you. Um, how how high are your hopes at this point because recall if you will there was the sixth sense following another two features that no one cares about sixth sense and then unbreakable signs the village i mean the guy's just he's riding a wave Mm -hmm. he's hollywood gold at this point we love him they put his name in the trailer like oh shoot the director of sixth sense it's gonna be amazing um, and then after the village came Lady in the Water, and people are like, "Oh, well, it's okay." I like. I it. love it. Different, but I liked it. Yeah, pretty h- horrible. And then after Lady in the Water came The Happening. Mm, it, was the, it was the wind right the whole time, man. It's just that's the it. wind. That's where it all fell apart. It was yeah. the bees. <laughs> uh, and then the last Airbender, which I haven't seen, but is widely uh, understood to be one of the most reviled movies in the history of it's one of maybe four movies i've seen in 3d and good lord was it a waste of time and money right after the last airbender came after earth which tyler's the, the only one who saw after Earth. Yeah, that's earth. bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah you, you, there's <laughs> it's will smith and jaden smith e- i don't want to see that bad. yeah and there's a there's a, a boom cam shadow yeah we so were just oh, i've heard that this is bad filmmaking so he's done last airbender which is an adaptation of an anime then after earth which is him doing like a sci-fi thing and then he tries to come back to his staple thriller genre mystery thriller with the visit which you know we did an episode forever ago on had some some strong elements but ultimately i think we can all agree even patrick for sure that it was just garbage just absolute garbage no, <laughs> it was all right. And then comes Split. Mm-hmm. So I mean, man, talk about a director He's falling had more from bad grace. Than good. At mm, this it's point, about even seems, and so drastically different. Yeah, yeah. Those first four were just unbreakable. <laughs> you know, because they're good. <laughs> so t- to see him, if Patrick, you come on, don't give me that pity laugh. What do you think? <laughs> if you would have saw Split after The Village, how do you think it would have hit you? It would have still felt very different. His style of filmmaking changed a little bit with The Village. With The Village, with the Visit. His style of filmmaking changed a little bit with The Visit. Just the, the, 
the way that the camera feels in its environment. I don't know. It just it feels. Yeah, it's found footage. Yeah, well, yeah, that was found footage. But even Split felt familiar to the visit. <clears throat> I don't know. Some about it just seems a little more polished. I'm sure you can't help but yeah, be affected by all I, the doo doo yeah, movies. I think it's. I think it's less intimate and less. It's it's a, I think colder. It's more clinical filmmaking than the earlier ones. The earlier ones felt truer and warmer and more like you were involved in the characters' lives and actions as they were happening. Whereas this, the visit and split, I feel more like an observer watching a movie. Well, his ability to craft likable, relatable characters certainly seems stronger in movies like Signs. Or the village, you know that that breakout performance from Bryce Dallas Howard in the village. Joaquin, it's great. Oh, in Major both Major the village Major and Bro. Signs. Yes. Mel Gibson's performance as Signs is so strong. Uh, it's one of his best. Yeah, take notes. You need good actors. And of course, <laughs> Sam well, Jackson he, he and, and Bruce Willis and, and McAvoy and, and Split. Yeah, yeah the McAvoy Although carries. I heard that Joaquin Phoenix was up for the lead. In Split instead oh, of McAvoy. Terrible. Agreed. I'm really glad McAvoy got it. I would be interested to see that, but I'm grateful for McAvoy. The point is, McAvoy clearly carried the acting in this movie, and the rest of their characters, as we've already pointed out, were a bit of uh, set pieces. I think Anya Taylor-Thomas, is that her name? The girl from The Witch, I think she did a very good job. Well, she didn't do a bad job, but is she... I don't think she was given a lot to work with. Again, she was just a... Felt like she was just looking around the whole time. Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, t- sorry. You were clearly also thinking of Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas. Thomas. I was. I often am. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, what do you guys think? You think he's going to start making more great movies? It movies even better than this one, or is it you? Your trust isn't back yet. What do you think? I. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go see it regardless, but um, my trust isn't back. But I'm hopeful. I think it. Re- I think it really could because this one you see, like to me, the only problem was it didn't like stick with the whole thing. Like if you would have stuck with the intensity the whole time, we would have had a really, really good movie instead of just, oh yeah, it was good and then whatever. But if he can just nail, stick the landing, you stick know, Shyamalan, Matt, you got hope. I don't know because Unbreakable's phenomenal and it's an origin story of Mr. Glass and David Dunn. And then this is an origin story of the Horde, and I don't know if I care to see a movie of old man done versus the the rhino-skinned, gecko-crawling, tiger-teeth people-eater. Really? That sounds awesome to me. <laughs> no, I like I that. You're making me like it more. You think, you think that, like, he's... You think that Shyamalan is going to be able to sustain just a straight-up good versus evil movie over three acts. I don't know that he's he is that kind of screenwriter. I don't know either, but that that premise sounds cool. What about you, Tyler? I'm optimistic. Uh, I would say even excited Ooh. to see where this goes. He was super excited when that happened in the theater. I love Unbreakable, and I was just thrilled to see the... Spoiler secret. alert, Tyler was the guy behind Matt. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> Here he comes. I know for a fact okay. that he wasn't. Uh, I was really excited by the idea of a secret sequel. And that 
that in it alone is like a, a really cool moment. And I, I, I don't know if that's enough to carry us into another film. He's going to have to do a little better than Split, but I think he's on a upswing. Okay. Yeah. Let's see that. And finally, Abby. Um, I think Split was probably 75% better than the last few that mostly I didn't see. I just heard they were bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's a perfectly frank and understandable and evaluation. I don't, I don't think he has any intention to do a third movie. I think it was kind of uh, maybe at the last minute he was like, oh, let's slap this guy in there and people will freak Stop. out. <laughs> no. no. I, here's, you want to hear my wild speculation? They don't like that. You just he fi- yeah. you he filmed that shot last. That's Abby. not going to happen. You're ruining it for Tyler. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was planned all along. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's why it was good. I wrote really. it on a napkin. <laughs> don't make me show you the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> I used it to blow my nose. Everything got smudgy. <laughs> Here, you want to hear my wild speculation? Yeah. Always. So David Dunn is going to fight the Horde with the help of this girl yeah. who may or may not find in herself this uh, super strength or whatever. No. Oh, that little because she's she's going to she's going to uh, learn from how he discovered his powers and she'll find it in herself. Maybe she'll just be some sort of... She'll be a sidekick. Or I think yeah, she'll be a sidekick, but she'll be, her skills will be hunting or... That makes or that makes as much sense as, oh, Bryce Dallas Howard from The Village is going to come in and she's all of a sudden turned into oh. a girl daredevil. Oh. That makes as much sense. Oh, I like Shut that up. idea. We need her Shut next, Matt. Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. How did you feel about the big reveal at the end of Split? Were you as delighted as Tyler, or were you as confused as Abby? Also, we would still love to hear a nickname from Matt. Leave a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com. And also, Tyler told me that it's very important to him that you tell your friends about our podcast. He wants specifically your friends to listen to You Hate Movies.